Welcome to Collision Cast, Fender Bender's official podcast, helping collision repair shop operators make money, save money, and work smarter. I'm Steve Bauer, editor for Fender Bender Magazine, and with me today is one of our frequent guest hosts and a favorite of mine uh, on Collision Cast, and he's an expert, as we all know, in all things process driven, Chris Mimoni. Chris currently advises companies on how to create a motivated, creative, and hands-on workplace. Uh, After you've listened to today's podcast and you're interested in learning more about how Chris can help you, you can visit his website at www.chrismimoni.com, and I'll spell it out for you. It is Chris, C-H-R-I-S, and Mimoni is spelled M-A-I-M-O-N-E. So uh, again, www.chrismimoni.com. If you're interested in contacting Chris, there's a phone number provided on the site where you can call him, and there's also an option to email him directly as well. You can also contact Chris on his LinkedIn page. Uh, Just simply type his name in the search box, and you'll easily be able to connect with him. It's great having you back on CollisionCast, Chris. Always a pleasure, and I appreciate you joining me today. Thank you so much, Steve, for inviting me back. I really appreciate it. I look forward to sharing uh, with everyone about this topic. Yeah, and and today's topic is a good one. Uh, Today, Chris and I will be discussing the process of quality inspection. And what's even cooler about this podcast is Chris was kind enough to provide a sample inspection checklist that we actually are going to be able to attach to this podcast. And you'll be able to find it um, connected to the podcast on Fender Bender's website. And you can actually go ahead and download that and print it uh, for use uh, for your own business. So that's pretty cool. Um, So, Chris, tell me about the process of quality inspections and why they're so important for shop owners in the collision repair industry. Quality inspections in the process are important for several reasons. For one, they create accountability. They cement the company's culture, and it keeps the checks and balances um, with a quality mindset for each department head from the technician to the painter to the final inspection department to the advisor or a production manager each person has to sign off and you know clarify that they have done all the repairs all the things that are written on the uh, estimate of record and may just confirm that everything is done before it's moved to the next stage of repair and it creates saves it creates so many different things and this is why uh this process is so valuable and um it definitely will uh just make your the 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 customer experience much more because customers won't come back unless they have a new claim to file they won't come back with uh warranties and uh, you'll have happy customers. Excellent. Now, I'm actually taking a look um, at the sample um, checklist that you provided. Um, so it's it's pretty in-depth. It goes from, there's looks like there's four parts to it. There's uh, a part for the body tech, a part for the paint tech, um, and there's, of course, there's before the paint process, after the paint process, 
um, and then after assembly, and, and then the the final process is the the detail department. Um, so, can you explain a little bit about this form and and you know kind of the process of how it goes from one person to another? Um, and you know if it's if the box isn't checked off, it is if it is checked off. I mean, what are some pitfalls that you know maybe uh, body shop owners will see? when they're using a form like this if they're not using one now? It'd be my pleasure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, again, this form is important because like we have in the front desk, we have forms that customers need to fill out and the advisors need to provide to their customers. We, all, we have those checks and balances and we also need to have these checks and balances as the car goes through the stage of repair. In the form, you will notice that we have those different different stages, and each stage, at least in this example, gives you gives each department head. Uh, they require them to check off that all the work has been done, and it just makes sure that before it moves to its next stage of repair, that they clarify that they specify that they've done everything. So an example, like for body, all items that were repaired, another one were, were, were all the parts removed for, for paint. You know, that's a big one. How many times have we had, ladies and gentlemen, where the door handles are sitting on the car still and a part hasn't even been prepped for paint, hasn't even been repaired for paint, like a, a door, a, a mirror cover, and it gets the paint and now you have an incompleted car going into the paint department the painter is not aware of it if he hopefully he has has read you know the 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 checklist and the um estimate of record and if he doesn't then what if he runs out of paint so when if it goes from if you if you go down let's say body with these two items after the technician done, is done and signs off on it. One thing I encourage and that we did at Marcos collision centers is that I encourage each department to make sure that the area they worked on, they make, they keep it clean for the next department going forward. And a lot of teammates may say, well, that's not my responsibility. But at the end of the day, if we keep the clean car clean throughout the process, it's less legwork at the very end, less material costs, and the job is that much cleaner. When, um, you know, and then it, like all these different stages, each department has, had, has different items. So we have body to paint, reassembly, and then final. And one of the things it also does, it makes saves. An example of that is, I don't know if you remember in my last podcast where I had talked about once uh, uh, all the trims are installed on a vehicle, the probably the damage that was never repaired, no one can ever see. Correct. And yes, and so if you do an in-process QC by either the advisor, production manager, or the general manager, 
even after the technician has signed off on it. So let's say the car reaches uh, the pre- uh, excuse me the bo- uh, the where it does the inside primer area, and the advisor or the general manager looks behind the rear uh, the quarter panel and sees all the repair marks. He sees the weld burns, and they were never addressed. The the repair marks. You know, show that the car has been repaired. The technician technician should have taken care of it, and that's a save. Right. Because once because once that trim panel is put back on, no one will ever know about it. Right. And what I really do like about this, as I'm reading through um, this list, is there's a there's definitely a sense of accountability because. Before this can go to the next stage, it looks to me, I mean, first of all, there's areas for the painter or the body tech to put in notes. Um, you know, p- perhaps they've run into an issue or something like that. But on top of that, they have to sign off on it and have, they have to date it. So that gives them accountability. So if, you know, as a shop owner, if you're going through that inspection and you find something that maybe they checked off on and yet they signed off or they checked off on it and it wasn't done, but yet they signed off on it, you know who's accountable, correct? Yes, sir. And you can have um, a meeting with uh, that individual first. And then if it happens again, then you escalate it to a team meeting if they have a team. And then you ask, and then if you you'll start seeing trends okay. with the with departments that may be not may not be reading it. Um, one of the shops I used to work for also translated it into Spanish, hmm. which I would uh, strongly recommend everyone do. And because a lot of the employees might not be able to read English. And so maybe also supply an estimate if your database allows it where it's written in Spanish so they know what they're, you know, the, what work they're doing. Okay. Not, you know, just not, you know, where the, tech, the advisor states that you're doing the quarter, you're doing the bumper. At least they, they can check off on the estimate and with, with confidence. That that's that's great advice and um, kind of a follow up question for you. So, uh, let's say you're a shop owner who doesn't have one of these and and you decide that you want to have and you should. I mean, if uh, looking at this, uh, this is it's thorough. Um, it really it, it like I said, it, it gives accountability to each individual working on the car. Um, but if you're if you're just introducing this to your team. Um, how do you, what's the best way to, to relate to them how important it is that this all be completed, checked off, and they're not just using it and looking at it and going, oh, well, you know, um, so what? So I didn't check some stuff off. It's, it was done, boss, but I just forgot to check the box. I mean, how, how do you relay to them the importance of making sure that if it's the work is done, it needs to be um, shown on this piece of paper? Well, I'll give you uh, this example. Um, I found out that at Marcus Collision Centers, the only shop that was not using this type of form was my San Gabriel location that I worked at. Hmm. And, that w- and that was because Marco, my dad, entrenched 
a strict um, form of quality into the into that location because he was always there, and he would make me repaint a fender just because I had a hair in it, mm. and so we knew what the expectation was. Right. And the other locations had, and they did the same type of work quality as St. Gabriel did. St. Gabriel probably did, you know, a little bit higher quality overall, but it reminded the other locations and the teammates what the mission and what we stood for as an organization. Okay. It all, it also, you know, people naturally look at their, their pocketbook. And so technicians don't like to do things twice. So if they know that they had, if they look at the estimate and they repaired everything and they got the door handles off ready for paint, they don't have to stop and uh, on, on while they're working on another job to, to rework uh, that other job that they sent to the paint department because of the improper paint work, uh, body work, because it's wavy uh, on the outside panel. Okay. You know, so it creates accountability, and that's that's where I I feel it will hit home, and everything's about culture, 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 quality, quality. From the team that brings you Fender Bender comes the Fender Bender Management Conference, a unique opportunity to learn directly from top performers in the collision repair industry, bringing Fender Bender Magazine to life. Held September 26th through 28th in Arlington, Texas, FBMC will feature leading voices like Mike Anderson, Daryl Amberson, and Louis Sharp discussing how shop owners like you are able to find guaranteed solutions to achieve your goals and sustain future success. Register for the Fender Bender Management Conference today. Use code PODCAST at FenderBenderConference.com for a discount to this year's event. I, you know, just looking again at this sheet as I'm, as I'm wa- making my way down, um, you know, obviously the, the bigger body work is done first, but as we get down to after assembly and then you get down to the final process, I mean, it's fascinating to look at some of the things, you know, preset the radio stations. Make sure all the glass is clean. Check all the lights. Uh, is the battery charged? Check the antenna and the speakers. Uh, check for water leaks. Uh, adjust the mirrors. I, I love this. Move seats to all positions. Um, armor all the tires. I mean, those are very specific things um, that, you know, as a customer, I, I, I would, you know, I don't know if, if this is actually provided to the a customer, if, this, if that would be something that's normal in the industry. But it would give me a sense of, wow, they really have done their due diligence. And I just I love just the 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 number of items on this list that I as a customer myself, I never would have guessed that, you know, a body, you know, a body shop would go through that process. I, I would, you know, I would not provide after everything's filled out, I, I wouldn't, um, you know, show them the checklist. Okay. Uh, you know, just say that, you know, we have, uh, we, we check every stage of repair. It goes all the way to final inspection. We do, you go through our checklist then, um, you know, this, this checklist that you see for the final is, it gives you good pointers to, to go off of, 
Um, but the, 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 the QC a car, uh, there's some things that can be added and I will elaborate later on, but you know, it gives still a foundation and, uh, the responsibility for the QC department, if it's the production manager, if the advisor is responsible to QC the car or the general manager is strictly uh, responsible to look at the vehicle, it's that one last, you know, checkpoint before the customer sees their car. And um, then you cement, uh, you know, a final product to them and, and hopefully gain customer retention. Okay. Well, this is fascinating, Chris, and uh, I know that uh, for those out there who don't have this, uh, I, uh, you know, just myself, I, I would recommend that you know print this out, take a look at it, uh, and, and and as you said, I, you can you can modify it to fit the needs of your shop, correct? Um, what what I would do is just use this as uh, as a baseline. You can make one your own, uh, just kind of use this as a, a template and uh, just, you know, go through uh, Excel and you can create your own, you know, uh, depending on what you want your tech to look at, your painter, um, so, you know, going forward or going back, um, you, you can add things or, dec- or decrease them. So you, there's a lot of flexibility to it. There's no right or wrong. But at the end of the day, if you have process, it'll it'll cement what your company is about. It also gives the general manager the ability to have conversations with your team, you know, on a weekly basis. I would recommend the general manager do weekly um, inspections of the QC form, especially at the beginning. Talk about it during meetings. You know, when you have your, like, let's say Wednesday meeting with the entire team, bring it up, bring up uh, if they're not using the form. Uh, just, you know, don't pick anyone out, of course, but you just, you know, reinforce it. Because once you once they know that this is going to be part of the, the culture, it'll start to, to gain traction and it, it will just, it'll create more of uh, accountability within the, in, in the team and more customer retention and more cars coming in the door. Awesome. Well, that was very informative, uh, as always, Chris. Uh, so, I, I, again, I appreciate uh, you sharing your knowledge on this. Um, and I know for our next podcast, uh, you actually plan on having us tackle a topic of final vehicle inspections, and I, I believe you are going to have another document that we're going to embed in the podcast uh, with that as well, um, can you share with our listeners a little bit about what we'll be chatting about then? Yes, um, it's going to be how to inspect a car th- at the final inspection process. I'm going to uh, provide the final inspection uh, sheet that my dad had created 35 years ago at Marcus Collision Centers. I will talk um I will go through step-by-step how I would look at a vehicle in uh, conjunction with the form and step-by-step on how to do it, how to walk you through it. It will keep, um, it'll make saves and I'll give different examples because examples, uh, you know, bring things to life for a lot of people and they make, it makes you understand the importance. Oh yeah, I'm, you know, I could, I've had that happen to me. 
Right. And I, I remember that. And so th- that's th- this next podcast is going to be, I think, very beneficial for all of you. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely looking forward to that discussion. And again, uh, as always, you're a wealth of knowledge. And I want to thank you, Chris, for taking the time to chat with me today. And again, I'm Steve Bauer, and this has been Collision Cast, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for listening to today's podcast episode. As a reminder, from the team that brings you Fenderbender comes the Fenderbender Management Conference. At the Fenderbender Management Conference, we bring together 200-plus owners, operators, and decision makers from progressive, forward-thinking collision repair shops. The Fenderbender Management Conference features more than 30 strategy sessions created and presented by top performers within the collision repair industry, bringing Fenderbender Magazine to life. In addition to the strategy sessions, you will also receive more than 12 hours of time to network, meet with your peers, and interact with your industry vendors. Held September 26th through the 28th in Arlington, Texas, FBMC will feature leading voices like Mike Anderson, Daryl Amberson, and Louis Sharp discussing how shop owners like you are able to find guaranteed solutions to achieve your goals and sustain future success. Tickets are expected to sell out. Register for the Fenderbender Management Conference today. Use code PODCAST at FenderbenderConference.com for a discount to this year's event.